and welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally through the lens of an occupational therapist, talking how to be functional, how to be occupational, how to be independent as much as possible, especially talking about things that I love that are near and dear to me. Talking many, many different things here on OT Talk. You know, we try to do four episodes a week. Sometimes I can't finagle it, but sometimes we do it on a Friday very infrequently for you. You know, doing it after work, before the Sabbath, getting it released. But um, in general, we try to do things to make sure that we could try to help, that we could try to give ideas or concepts of the like. Also trying to introduce different aspects of Judaism that are just fascinating and are wonderful for the whole world to know about as well. And that's one of these topics today. I want to talk a little bit about different items in Judaism that are very fascinating. You might see them here or there, especially if you're a Jewish listener, but even a non-Jewish listener, it's wonderful to see these different things we have, and there are different reasons why we have them and why we do them. So we call it mitzvah items. This is the idea of something involving in different commandments that God gives us through the Bible, through the, the five books of Moses, and of course the Talmud, which is the oral tradition that was written down many, many years ago, so the tradition wouldn't be lost, which is called the Mishnah and the Gemara, the Talmud. Very interesting, the different things we have. So you think from a general perspective, what does a male wear to identify himself as Jewish? He has the kippah, the yarmulke on his head, which allows us to remind people about how we have a God above us, how we have Hashem, the God above us, how we have to be cognizant of our actions and we have to serve him and we have to be chosen why do why do we use the word chosen chosen people doesn't mean to the exclusion of anyone else everyone is chosen by god to do great in this world but we were given many more commandments because we have a much more tough mission to help repair the world as much as possible there's seven noahide laws if you're not jewish you could still be a wonderful amazing person you don't have to convert we don't see converts if you want to convert we'd love to talk to you about it the based in the 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 panel of rabbis is a very extensive process but we have 613 commandments and a lot of commandments have items that go with it. So we, we remember and we think about it. But if you're curious, there are seven Noahide laws. Some of them are like not killing, not doing immorality, you know, having government, not eating animals that are live, ripping it off and then eating them is yuck. But there's uh, seven of them. You can look up on Wikipedia. It comes from Noah, the one who made the Ark. Noahide laws, they're called seven of them. And there's uh, obviously many aspects that go into the seven, the seven overall categories. But for me, a religious Jewish Orthodox person, I have 613 commandments with a lot of them that have like subsequent aspects. The Talmud goes through them and the Jewish law goes through them. But a lot of them are contingent in the land of Israel, contingent to do in Israel, it's contingent if you're a Kohen, which is the, the priest or the high priest that would serve in the temple, may it be speedily be rebuilt in our days. But in general, we think about how we have the yarmulke, we have the keeper that reminds us of God above us. And in general, we think about we have the fringes, which reminds us of all the 613 commandments and how we tie ourselves to God, we're connected to God. And there's supposed to be a blue string to remind us of the sea, to remind us of the heaven, to remind us of God himself. We also have the phylacteries that every Jewish male above 13 who's a bar mitzvah, who accepts upon himself the yoke of the Jewish tradition to do all the mitzvahs, to do all the commandments, to make the world better. He wears the phylacteries and you bind yourself to God basically using these these phylacteries, they're black and they have leather straps. You put one opposite the heart, one opposite the head, one on the head, one on the, on the heart to remind us that we tie ourselves to, our, to Hashem, to God. We connect ourselves to Hashem. We connect ourselves to God and we do that every day. We also wear the talit, also embracing ourselves, wrapping ourselves in the wonderful love of Hashem, God Himself. I love my talit. That might be one of my favorite mitzvah items of all time. I have one for the Sabbath, which is like... Um, silver and white really beautiful very lightweight garment and it, it reminds me that there's one above and i'm enwrapped in the embrace of god and i have one for the week which is blue and white 
and uh, also reminds me of the sea, reminds me of the heaven, and it has the little uh, extra prayer shawl element that my dad wore with the 12 tribes and the symbolism of the 12 tribes. So we have really cool mitzvah items. That's one of them. Of course, on the Sabbath, we have the candles we light to bring in the peacefulness of the Shabbat, to bring in the fact that we think about light and how it's spiritual and how we can light up everyone around us. We want to make sure the, the house is nice and, and cozy and warm. We have the sitter, of course, the prayer book where we go through all of our prayers, the, the morning prayer and the evening prayer and the afternoon prayer. We pray three times a day. Sometimes the evening and the afternoon prayer for many people is connected. They do one after the other, usually an hour or 40 minutes or so with a little break in between. The rabbi speaks of the of the synagogue. Usually we're supposed to pray three times a day in a synagogue during Corona. Obviously people do what they have to. And that's the Sitter book. Of course, we have many Sfarim, which are many you know holy books. The Bible, which is the, the, the Torah, the five books of Moses, the prophets, which is Joshua, and the, the judges. And then it goes through Kings 1 and 2. And it goes through uh, Samuel 1 and 2, and that goes on to, um, you know, Yeshayim, Yechezkel, it goes to Isaiah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel, it goes into the Minor Prophets, then we talk about the, the writings, that's like where Esther, the Purim story is written, that's where Daniel, Daniel, all those interesting, amazing books, we have 24 of them, then we have the Talmud, which is the Gemara, 72 tractates or so, I don't actually remember the actual number, it takes us seven and a half years to get through, there was a Babylonian one, there was a Jerusalemite one, and then there's many commentators and many books throughout history and there's of course also the Havdom there's, you know, there's thoughts of how to be an ethical person, like the Perkeyavos, my show I do, and there are Muslim works, how to be a better person, and of course, for leisure, there are Jewish novels, I love Jewish novels, of course, there's Jewish music, I love Jewish music, especially when it imitates popular songs and makes it Jewish, and of course, there's other different items also, mitzvah items, I'm going to miss many of them, but there's so many, so many, so many, you know, there's the washing cup to wash our hands to get ready to eat bread, and we have the aspects that we, that we take out the Sabbath, and we take the, the four species on on uh, Sukkot, you know, in the fall, and we go into our hut to remind us what Ash what God did for us to protect us, and on Passover, which we just had, we eat the matzah, reminds us that we don't have time to bake bread properly. On Shavuot, we think about the Torah, we accepted the Torah, which is the blueprint for how to live, the guidebook for how to live, and on Hanukkah, Hanukkah, we have the candles, we remind ourselves of the olive oil that lasted eight days in the temple, and we, re we remember that, and on Purim, we think about dressing up, and we use the Megillah to read the letter of different things. Just mitzvah items are fascinating. If you're any much curious about any of these things, feel free. I'm not a rabbi by any means, but I could guide you to Chabad.org, C-H-A-B-A-D, or H.com is amazing, A-Y-S-H, or you could email me. You could always email me at MaximumTEE at Yahoo.com. Just wanted to share with you some fascinating, amazing things. And also, married ladies cover their hair either with a tichel, which is like a cloth that they wrap their hair underneath because you're not supposed to show your hair except for your husband. You're also not supposed to touch anyone except for your husband. Shomer Nagia, when you're dating, when a person is dating, they're not supposed to touch anyone except for the opposite gender of like the, the mom if you're a boy or a sister, for example. Not even cousins or aunts you're supposed to. That goes both ways. And you're supposed to not touch when you're dating someone. And then after you get married, only your wife. You're supposed to be only her hair you know, uncovered. You know, if you're married, the only the hair is really only for the husband. So some people cover it different ways. There's a shaitel, which is like a wig. Really amazing how they do that also. Different aspects, fascinating aspects of Judaism. For the love of mitzvah items, just to give a little taste of different things, not all the things, just some things here in Orthodox Jewish life here on OT Talk with Mr. T. Join us next time as we talk about the debate of the open floor concept, switching away from a Jewish topic, a general concept, how we talked about, you know, different living places last time. Let's talk a little bit about the open floor concept. Lean under here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.